this is Stephanie, owner of House Targaryen, and you're listening to the Northside Story Podcast. And with that, we're welcome to the Northside Story podcast. Jake is live watching uh, Dodgers baseball right now. He's sweating out of bed. And and week six is upon us. This is the time when managers are scrambling to fill out their bye week. This is also a time for your favorite host, Blake the Cat Miller, not keeping track of our matchup scorings. Uh, we would have finished this intro a lot faster, but we had to yeah, we just go back and listen to episodes because I'm... Go ahead. We just had to go through the last four podcasts just to get the right numbers. So I'm a great fantasy football manager. I am. Uh, every year I come in, I'm top of the pack. But believe it or not, I'm not a great note taker. But yeah, not organized. we do have the statistics from last year. We did pretty good, right? Yeah. last Better than last week. Yeah. Last week we were both three and two. Uh, which yes. was before, which was way better than the week prior to that, which we were both one and four. So we are both still under five hundred on the season. Blake is, or I am at a twelve and thirteen, so I'm getting close to five hundred. Hopefully this week, um, after I, uh, you know, no spoilers, but I did pay, predict myself to win. But uh, yeah, and then Blake at a nine and sixteen. Um, oh. Don't want, don't let me heat up. Steph said in the group chat, just please don't pick my team. Uh, If you get your name called by Blake, you're more likely to lose than win. So good luck to those teams out there. You better. Austin Barnes rips one into the gap. Here we go. Oh, on that. Oh, we're good. We're good. Let's let's get into week six. Here we go. Here we go. Run runners, Ronnie B taking on LA Bass Bros. Two and three, Nick's team. Jake, your team's three and two. How do you like your matchup? Uh, I am a big fan of it. I think uh, I think my players in general. Um, I know I'm projected for one eighteen. I think that might be the most in the league. I feel like I had the most every week. Every week, yeah. And I will say, I feel like I I hit those projections every week. I, I think I'm averaging like one twenty every week, um, which you know you, you can't be. I I just going to continue to ride, you know, my players and you know, having guys like Cooper cup name right now, he's projected for 17 points, which is crazy, but he seems to hit that Portland Sutton with 14, Mark Andrews, 14 projected CD with 14, Jeff Wilson with 14. Like those are guys that have been playing really well lately. Um, and it kind of, at times I can't afford to have one guy kind of be mediocre while the rest have been pretty solid. So I uh, I like my squad. I, I think Herbert's got a tough matchup this Monday night. He seems to play Denver well at SoFi. Um, but I don't know. I, I do feel like with Keenan Allen being questionable, um, you know, he's huge when it comes to the passing game. And I, I think Herbert's been okay. They've been using Austin Eckler a lot. So Austin Eckler's been getting the touchdowns, whether for the most part they've been rushing. Um so we'll see. I, I am starting Raheem this yes. week. I, I believe I am. I did pick oh, up Darrell. I did pick up Darrell Henderson this week. Cam Akers is out, um, and he is not going to to play. Um, oh wow! I mean, everyone's gonna get peeked behind the curtain. Right before this, I said that Will Smith. We're watching the Dodger game. Popped up the first baseman. I have over four and a half. Guess what he just did? Homer? No, he popped up the fucking first baseman. Oh. Um, I called that one. Wow, what a Nostradamus over here. Anyway, Baki's back. I like later. my matchup. I I like my matchup. Um, and I will just, the only thing I'll have to do this weekend is watch the 10 o'clock games. Cause every single player for Nick besides one plays the 10 o'clock games. And then I'll have to make sure that I keep an eye on the three headed monster. Um, I don't know who they're scaring, but the Rogers, Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard. That's a tough match. Monster. It's a tough matchup for the Packers. I feel like, uh, Jets. Jets are a good team. No, no matter what you can think about uh, the Jets of old, they have legitimate weapons on their defensive front and mm-hmm. in the backfield. I think Sauce Gardner potentially taking on Alan Lazard if he's following him around. I, I don't, I don't expect Alan Lazard himself to have a big game this week. I'll, I'll claim it right now. I don't. Okay. He's not hitting projections. Put him in the Alan Alan uh, okay. Alan Robinson zone. Mm. Uh, Taysom Hill 
you're a week too late, Nick. I'm sorry. It's a little too cute for me. I don't. Maybe in a sense that if Dalton's 100% starting, I haven't looked at that that whole situation because I don't even want to watch the Saints right now. It's just a boring team. Yeah. Um, Andy Dalton starting, I can see the merit of starting Taysom Hill because of just having him in the in the red zone. But I feel like if Jameis Winston's in there and you, you have a more efficient passer, you're going to get more of a prototypical offense. Taysom Hill is going to be involved. Obviously, mm-hmm. we saw last week. He's too talented not to put him out there. But, I mean, you got to ride high and you ride low. And I think teams now, after all the hubbub about Taysom Hill last week, teams now when they see him on the field, they are going to legitimately find a way to stop him. I don't think I don't think defenses are going to take a light. Not they, that they do, but I don't think teams just want to get him involved anymore. They, it's got to be in their game plan. It's got to be in their defensive uh, playbook when they see him out out on the field to limit him. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not like what a bad take would it be if I said he's not going to have the week he did last year. No, duh. But yeah, even projection wise, I don't I see him scratching that. I don't see him. Uh, I don't see him being over 10 points. I don't see him averaging And besides his two big games. I don't see him averaging eight to 10 points the rest of the season. Do you? Mm, no, and I think he's completely it's it's all touchdown dependent with him mm-hmm. because it's going to be him and Kamara like they'll probably do that wildcat formation inside the five inside the 10 because he can run the ball effectively, which is kind of bullshit that he's a tight end in the first place. Yeah, because he's only caught the ball once this entire season. Would you start no him? T- would you start him in like in a flex spot if he had running back is or is it just he's only playable? It depends. Because of, it depends on. Yeah, it depends on who who you have but yeah i i think he is majority only being started in leagues because he has tight end eligibility and tight ends are so sparse across fantasy football that like if someone has a 30 point game you're going to start him no matter who it is the next week because you're you're hoping for just you know a third of that um but it is kind of bullshit he has i mean he Four carries first week, three carries second week, five third week or fourth week, then uh, nine, which was last week, the fifth week. And I mean, he's a he's a good talent. It's just kind of BS that they're throwing him as a tight end when he has one catch all year. But yeah, I, I think I honestly think that he'll have a, a shot at a touchdown this week. Like they will put him in the red zone. Of course. Um, and it just depends on whether or not he scores it. Um, but he's a very he's just a very interesting just kind of, you don't know what you're going to get with him. But also Nick doesn't really have any other choice right now to, uh, you know, Darren Waller had a buy and, you know, there's no one really else on the, the tight end market as far as uh, waivers. So you kind of have to pick him up and hope that he gets, you know, any, just anything of what he did last week. Uh, do you have any concerns with those wide receivers? I think specifically Tyreek Hill, given the quarterback situation. Yeah, I mean, We've watched Miami's offense run, and a lot of it is kind of. There have been times where they've taken shots with Tyreek more so than Jalen Waddle, but sometimes it's just like a five to seven yard like slant, and then he just takes off with it. So I'm always concerned with Tyreek Hill because I feel like out of any wide receiver in the league, he can just break one, and then you're stuck watching him drop 20 points on you. Um, Amari Cooper has a kind of a tough matchup with New England. I think their corners have been playing a lot better. And Amari Cooper is very hit and hit and miss. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think our matchup is is a good one. Um I'm going to when it comes to picking, I'm gonna pick myself this week. Um, I still think the curse of Deshaun Watson, even though he dropped him, is gonna hover over Nick's team for a bit. I'm not sure what he's gonna have to do in order to uh to wipe off that curse, maybe like pick up Tim Tebow or something like that. That'd be really cool. Just one, one, <laughs> one time start. Um, I'm going to take your team as well, but I will say this Christian McCaffrey. There's two more. The most likely scenario is what's going to happen with Christian McCaffrey this week. He's going to yeah. score th- 25 points, 30 points. He's going to rip up the Rams defense or okay. Aaron Donald is going to get his hands on him and throw him outside the stadium. And then he's going to be broken out for the game. Like he's injured yeah. or he dominates this game. He can either, I mean, that could either happen or perhaps he'll just do the Aaron Donald special and just choke him. 
I hope so. Just give me a win. I don't even care. Uh, yeah, give me LA Bass Bros. I that Jets matchup. That's gonna be a fun game to watch. It's gonna be like that's all I'm gonna be watching at ten o'clock on Sunday. Well, yeah, you're gonna be watching that in in all of Nick's team. So fun ten o'clock window for you. But give me LA Bash Bros. I think you're going to four and two. Nick going to two and four. All right, we have one of the hottest teams coming in this week, the Fischl Boys, going up against, I believe, does Phillips lost two in a row? I want to say that he has. We're kind of in a – I mean, let's go to the standings really quick. Uh, Bubble Butker, he is on a uh, – just one in a row. So we have Fischl Boys, uh, has won two in a row, and, like, big, big point Convincing wins. by him team. Yeah, like, they – Beat my team, beat Nick's team. Um, they're just they're they're big time uh, wins. We have Phillips on two and three. Now Phillips had the pickup of the week, dropped a lot of money for perhaps the best waiver. He beat pickup. me by like three dollars. It's ridiculous. Did he beat you by three? Yeah, it was really because I I mentioned he beat you by ten dollars. Ten dollars? Oh, yep. okay. I don't feel that. Uh, he dropped fifty six dollars. You had forty six dollars. Yeah. I had 38, Nick had 28, so uh, Steph had 26, Phil had 20. $20? So we had, what are these? Gosh. <laughs> we, had, we had the majority of the league uh, try to pick up Kenneth Walker, who is now going to be the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks when uh, Rashad Penny out for the rest of the year. Uh, sad to see him get hurt because he, he had one really good game um but you know last year it was the last like what four weeks of the season he was yeah. the best fantasy running back ridiculous um and he was just running you know hard and he's been hurt i feel like his entire career mm-hmm. but anyway so phillips is starting the backfield of geno smith your favorite fantasy quarterback mm-hmm. and kenneth walker yep thoughts this is the greatest fantasy football lineup i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> i I'm going to be biased on this. I'm not going to be an honest podcaster, an honest host here. I, I'm i already picking Bubble Butker to win this matchup just off this line. Wow, just because of Geno and Kenneth. I like it. I've very sparsely watched Cardinal games this year and because of my quarterback, Kyler Murray. But the games that I've watched, I've seen Eno Benjamin like have those starts because I'm watching James Conner just like do nothing. And as like an yeah. owner of a quarterback, I'm like, dude, you're supposed to pick up these first downs. Eno's came in as a change of uh, change of base back and he's pretty explosive. Like he runs way different than James Conner, more mm. elusive. Um, and against Seattle against that matchup, I think he's yep. really going to like, he's going to go off. I think this game, I can definitely see projections hitting there. Yeah. So I haven't seen, you know, play at all. I mean, like you said, you watch Arizona cause of Kyler probably too, just because you want to see that. I, I haven't seen him play and I haven't seen him run. Um, but I don't care who is starting against Seattle's run defense. They are atrocious. Yeah. They are so bad. So, and there's nobody else that's starting for Arizona. No one even close. Like, I don't, I think they might have a practice squad guy as the backup running back. Um, or they might have picked up somebody else's practice squad guy. Anyway, Eno has that backfield locked up for this week. I definitely think that um, I, I agree with you regarding hitting projections um and him hitting that as well as I, I could see a touchdown or two for him um you're going to be hoping that it's arizona's passing, is always in the end zone uh, if you if you watch their games the red zone we should say yeah. well red zone they're always flirting around that area they yeah. just haven't been efficient they just have they yeah, haven't very, been able like, to punch it in very broncos-esque um yeah and I looking at the rest of his squad. Uh, he's four AJ guys Brown in that against... game. I'm sorry, I'm just blowing my mind's blowing. He's four <laughs> guys in that game. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a game for Brian just to watch and, and hope that not a lot of points are scored. I, I would assume that that over under is probably around 48. Nope, 51. 50, yeah, I was gonna say it was very much a, a high scoring game. So Brian's Brian's hoping that some of these uh, guys don't hit their projections, but other guys like Hayden Hurst, he's he's been okay lately. Um, you know, he, he had a touchdown. He's had two touchdowns the last two weeks. So I definitely think that maybe him and Joe Burrow are kind of coming up with some chemistry. I think he's a good start. Chris Olave, I really like. Um, but he's kind of been hurt. I think he's got – was he out last week? He was out two was weeks concussion? ago. I believe. Okay. Um, he got like 
was it last week we got like thrown down to the turf and like hit his head mm. uh concussion that was, listed as that was questionable the... for this mm-hmm. but i was questionable against the yeah so that was last week where he got i that was a violent hit so yeah. that's that's gonna be you have to watch that um but he does have some guys on the bench travis Etienne jr has been playing a lot better lately um and you know someone like a devin duvernay as far as um you know just running straight down the field the guy's got so much speed Someone who I wouldn't, I would not play Zeke or Tyler Algier. No. So interesting there. Then we look over to the official boys. Let me wrap um, up. Let me wrap up yeah. his team real quick because I have two thoughts. So Hayden Hurst, that's a tough matchup for Cincinnati because that it's on the road. So, and they mm-hmm. have, Saints have a pretty good pass rush. Like they'll get after him. So yeah. it, it's going to be a, either bend, don't break. Will he get the ball out? If he gets the ball out, I don't see it being downfield. I see Hayden Hurst. I see intermediate intermediate targets to be to be there if he can get it out. So maybe Hayden Hurst, but still, I'm not trusting him as a tight end. And with Devin Duvernay, uh, Rashad Bateman is out. They think he's going to be out in that uh, game. Okay. So that's going to open it up for him, too. Yeah, I, I think Duvernay is a, a sneaky play if someone like Chris Olave. Yeah, is I don't out. think he cha- – please don't change your roster. Keep this lineup. <laughs> Um, let's go to official boys, uh, official boys. We have a couple players or just one basically player on a buy. Also Rashad Penny, Brian, no longer need to roster him. You can throw him to the waiver wire. Um, yeah. Uh, Mahomes and Kelsey, we, we've talked about this on Brian's team. They carry Brian's team week in and week out as well as Daniel Carlson. Uh, but yeah, he is someone that, uh, those two players are so good and they have such a great connection to where you got to think, I, I feel like 13.5 for Travis Kelsey is super low. How is this not the, pri- not the primetime game? Why don't they just don't flex know. out I, chargers? Well, Monday night footballs never gets flexed out. It's the Sunday night game, which, which is a good one in Dallas and Philly. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, this game, I don't know how you to schedule this game and you don't make it any sort of primetime game. It's going to be an amazing game to watch. Yeah, I like same thing. I mean, it's just a broken record with official boys team. It's just those two guys are your anchors, and you just got to hope you get the same uh, production out of it. Dallas's defense is legit. Uh, they're really good. Miles Sanders, that's going to be a tough matchup, but mm-hmm. Miles Sanders has been a world beater this year. I say that tongue in cheek, but uh, yeah, well, still going to be a tough matchup. Too. We were just talking about. Jesus, DK Metcalf is on Brian's team. There's seven. I'm gonna say there's like 14 players in that Arizona Seattle game in this in this matchup. So just watch that game. If you're interested, yeah, if you're if on you're the right. sidelines, you need one of these teams to lose. Just turn on the uh, 105 game Seattle versus Arizona. Yeah, You'll figure out who wins between these two teams. Yeah, it's whoever you know goes off on those respective teams. Um, Jerry Judy. I actually think Jerry Judy's going to have a better game against the Chargers um, this week than he's had. Why is Russ not of. playing? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I haven't been too impressed. I watch every Charger game. I haven't been too impressed with their secondary. Um, and I definitely think that um, Asante Samuel Jr., who's going to match up with Jerry Judy, is good. But I just have a feeling that – I have a feeling in general I'm very much pessimist when it comes to the Chargers. I am very concerned about them losing this game. Because Realistic. I feel like everybody is going to be against the uh, against the Broncos, and I don't know. I just have a, a weird feeling that you know the Broncos are going to put up a good amount of points. I mean, you always worry about like within division matchups, regardless. Like when the Rams True. play against the Seahawks this year, even though the Seahawks are balling balling out right now, but like going into the season, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not, who cares about this? Most people are like, who cares about the Seahawks? They're going to be bad every time they play the Seahawks. I'm always like, dude, we're going to split. So no matter how bad one team is within your division, it's always going to be a tough matchup. And it's the classic chargers way going into Monday night that the all hopes are high and should be a cakewalk with them due to the inefficiency of that Broncos defense, but, or Broncos offense, but it's the only team that I'm ever not concerned about is the chiefs. Every time I know it's going to be a close game, every single game, it always is. And the chargers always find a way to lose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I already called it. Oh yeah. You already did your, your prediction. So I'm going to take, I want to take Brian's team. Um, I, it's hard for me to think that the Mahomes Kelsey matchups isn't going to generate a ton of points. It's, 
at home. It is going to be a high scoring game. Um, but yeah, it is hard to pick against Gino and Kenneth. I think that's that's my favorite one two punch of the year so far. But I'll take official voice. House Targaryen, QB Sneaks, matchup two and three. House Targaryen, QB Sneaks, one and four. Dead last. Bottom weight, QB Sneaks. Um, he, on paper, this looks like a good matchup for him to turn around, but Stephanie is on the um, unlucky side of the coin here. I think she's number one in the league in terms of points four, so another tough matchup for QB Sneaks, but he is projected um, to win this matchup. Too. Yeah, she, Who, Steph? she. Yeah, Steph is both points for and then has the most points against. Yeah, every every year there's always a team like that that just mm-hmm. gets absolutely sewered by the schedule. But it is what it is. Um, she needs to get a win. So does QB Sinks. He can't fall to that one and four. But he he is leading the projection. He's projected to win by five points. And I'm looking at his team. I don't I don't see how he's projected to win by five points. Maybe it's just Justin Jefferson against that Miami defense, but Xavier Howard, that's going to be a tough matchup. I don't know um, the up and down season Justin Jefferson. You can really be like super excited for that matchup. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not like too high on Xavier Howard. I've seen him get burned like multiple times. And I think, he's a ball. yeah, he is. But I, I do think that like, when it comes to these types of receivers, like guys that are vertical threats and that are just so good at running routes, I think Xavier Howard kind of, you know, kind of takes a back seat to that. Like I saw, who was it? It was Tyreek. I mean, Tyreek blows past a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but Tyreek blew past, no, he didn't blow past him. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of somebody else. It was that, it was that Dolphins uh, was the... game. Was it Bateman or Duvernay? One of those two, like just blew mm-hmm. past him week two. For like a long, long touchdown, um, but yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw, I thought Justin Jefferson against the Saints was gonna, you know, have a decent game against Lattimore, who's one of the best corners in the game, and he lit him up. So I, I don't, I don't. To me, Justin Jefferson's is is matchup proof. Like it doesn't matter who he goes against. I think he's going to be getting a ton of points. Um, yeah, one one that I'm looking at is it's Deontay Johnson. I, I don't know if he gets ten. Um, I think that's a kind of a strange, he's only gotten over 10 twice this year. And so I, I think that's a, that's a weird one. Um, I just look at his target share uh, ever since Kenny Pickett has kind of taken over the reins. Um, 13, obviously last week they're throwing the ball. They were down. Um, yeah. I think that's I don't, a little I, inflated though. I think it's inflated obviously, but I, what I what I want to go with is I feel like they're not going to get blown out as badly as they did to uh, the Bills last week. I don't think so. I know I know Tampa Bay is a really good team as well, but that offense is still a little slow. So I feel like they're going to be in the game a little bit more, and it will be more realistic to a workload in terms of the pass run um, disparity. But I am worried for his overall target share with with just Kenny Pickett. I don't know if he's the de facto number one wide receiver on that team anymore. No, I mean, I, I just happened to look at who, you know, I, we both going into the season thought was going to have a good year. And he's had an okay year so far, but nothing like crazy. But George Pickens, um, who's actually, and we'll talk about Brian's matchup in a little bit, but Brian is actually starting George Pickens this week. Um, and George Pickens, the last two weeks has uh, had both, both weeks had eight targets, which I feel like is a very good number for a wide receiver um, that is trying to gain some chemistry with that quarterback. So, um, yeah, I think Deontay Johnson's a weird start, but also looking at a Shane's bench, I don't think there's really anybody that, you know, you can throw in there and be comfortable too. So I think you kind of have to go with Deontay. I feel like you've been burned all season by DJ Moore. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's hard putting him in that spot, but man, just a gross matchup, whoever you put, because I, we were just talking last week about you want weapons against the Rams defense mm-hmm. right now. They're they're letting they're just letting so much go. Uh, TJ Moore, I believe, operates a lot out of the slot because Robbie Robbie Anderson's on the outside. You got a new quarterback coming in, new coach. Um, maybe that can be the little spark plug that can like re reignite the offense. I don't know how much they're really going to air it out with PJ Walker, but. I think you. I think you rolled the. I think you rolled the dice with DJ Moore personally over De, uh, Deontay Johnson. When we were talking about Pickens and Johnson matchup, give me Pickens 
terms of points this this week over Johnson. Okay, I like that. Um, let's head over to Steph's team. Only projected at 107. Um, and I'm kind of struggling to find... I guess the Cowboys defense is only projected for five points. Dallas Carter at seven points. But we have a full line change from last week. Um, and it's not because of the bye. It's, and, and I don't know if we're get, starting to get impatient on Steph's side, but both Jalen Waddle and Christian Kirk are you know firmly on the bench this week. And we have Tyler Lockett and Curtis Samuel at the starting wide receiver position. I, my only thing is I, when I look at our starting lineup and I see the line change with Tyler Lockett, Curtis Samuel, at least I find solace in the matchups. I don't, as Curtis Samuel against, uh, on the road against Chicago, I know that Washington team is just dreadful right now. They're bad. But they are decimated with injuries. Curtis Samuel has been productive. He's been pretty productive this year. Um, That matchup's not terrible. The problem with Chicago, though, if you want to start a fantasy, uh, if you want to start someone on your fantasy team and they're on the road against Chicago, you need to check the weather report because if there's any rain or any weather, that field is horrible. It will ruin games. Mm -hmm. So that's something that staff should look into definitely. Tyler Lockett, Geno Smith is for real. I think he's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen this year in terms of just obviously what we expected out of that offense and what they're getting out of it. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. So Tyler Lockett, I definitely see, I definitely see why um, he's in that starting lineup, but Steph also needs to realize is that what she's been doing this, this season in terms of setting her lineups have been positive. She has the number one points for Yeah, it's all worked. So this is kind of goes back to a couple weeks ago when we talked about her lineup and how how deep it was. And when you have a deep lineup where you can interchange players, you kind of, and you're running in a rut that she is, it leaves the availability for you to just tinker with lineups and kind of leave good assets on the bench. Um, and this is, and when you start panicking, this is kind of what happens is you feel like you're not doing something right. Oh, if I would have played this player instead of that player, I would have won. Well, no, you just got a bad matchup. Um, things are going to level out at the end of the season. So mm-hmm. I agree with, I like Tyler Lockett in the starting uh, spot. Curtis Samuel over Christian Kirk. I don't really know about that. Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville against the Colts. Still a good matchup. Christian Kirk. Um, I don't think you're, I don't think you get scared off of by uh, the production that was last week against Houston. It was just an ugly game. Those games happen. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this is what I worried about Steph having too many options and embarrassment of riches of assets is when she's just going to start tinkering with it. So I hope it works out for her. Yeah, I agree with Lockett. I was actually surprised. I didn't realize he was a top 10 receiver so far this year. And I know the first couple of weeks there wasn't much, but the last couple have, has been really nice. Um, her running backs, her starting running backs, I should say, Jonathan Taylor and Leonard, uh, it's all dependent on if Jonathan Taylor is playing. It sounds like all intents and purposes he is going to play. He'll be healthy and ready to go. Lamar against a kind of a sneaky good Giants defense um, in New York. I still think Lamar hits those projections. Has a great game as well. Um, I I think this matchup is going to be is going to be close. Um, but it's hard for me to see a Shane's team just really blow up like you know everybody else is kind of blown up against Steph. Um, I mean, of course, there's always the boom potential of a Jalen Hurts, a Justin Jefferson, a Debo. Um, but I think we've talked on this. Like, we're not huge fans of James Conner and David Montgomery. Um, and I think that kind of reflects to what a Shane's record is right now, to be honest, with those two running backs. So give me Steph in this matchup this week. Steph pleaded on our text message chain that I did not pick her that I do not pick her this week. And I'm an honest podcaster. I'm an honest man. And I'm never going to make a decision based on other people's like wishes. But I have to take Steph's team. Um, uh, Jinxter again. She's just right now, just her head in the pulling, palm of her hands, just shaking her head. Why? Like, like I said, I'm an honest podcaster. And I think even with her line tinkering, I don't think it's going to hurt her as much. 
Um, I don't think it's going to cost her this week. James Conner against Seattle. He's banged up again. You don't know where you're going to get. Dave Montgomery did return healthy last week, and all signs look like he is going to be back to what he was. So I'm not really worried about him. Just George Kittle. I George Kittle. 40th ranked tight end, George Kittle. And, yeah, he was obviously hurt coming into the year. and uh, But I George Kittle is an amazing tight end. He is not an amazing fantasy tight end. In, in this league anymore. So, too you many have, hitters. You have to hope for a, t- a touchdown. Have to hope for a touchdown. Yeah, definitely. And just that flex position, I, I, I'm not as high on Deontay Johnson or um, DJ Moore. I just feel like those are those are real down spots. And he's not even affected by the bye week. That's not even a factor in his decision. Mm-hmm. I think Steph, with losing Javante Williams, that was a huge, huge, huge hit to the to the quality of players she has in her team, but she still just still has a better team. And this is that one matchup with Lamar Jackson where Lamar Jackson is is probably is the one quarterback or two uh that is better than Jalen Hurts. I don't feel like there's a big quarterback matchup where I would normally give Shane that look, but give me Steph. Next matchup, we got Team Mercier versus the Ghost of Forte, Phil Okamoto. Close matchup. We are we have a projection score of about 10 to 12. I'm going to be recording this on Saturday. So we already have Phil with his first points of the, of the week with the Bears defense. But looking at Sam's team, questions are still there. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, don't see that as a number uh, top option on the running back scale. But looking at her lineup, uh, she's definitely hurt by the loss of Damian Harris. And I don't know, maybe this is the time where Matthew Stafford is not benchable. I know she's been struggling with her quarterback situation, so that's definitely um, some concern. But uh, she does have options at wide receiver in terms of maybe bumping up Melvin Gordon to that starting lineup. And then I would like the, I think I like the option to maybe Rondell Moore in that juicy matchup in Seattle. But Looks like Sam's going to be rolling out Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Jamar Chase needs to get that get that offense, get that production fixed up. At New Orleans, I feel like it's going to be a tough matchup. New Orleans has a pretty good pass rush, pretty good rush in general. I talked about another matchup that that I, I think Saints are going to get to Joe Burrow. So a little bit worried of her matchups. Uh, Kirk Cousins against Miami. Miami's a little banged up. Offensively, I feel like Kirk Cousins, Minnesota offense, is going to get the ball rolling. I do like that option for this week. Looking at Phil's team, Kenny Pickett's still on the roster. Going up against uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's a tough defense. Low projections once again. Uh, I see him being a little bit more productive uh, week two compared to his first week out against Buffalo Bills. I would say that Tampa's a better defense, but I guess uh, Kenny Pickett getting into the league, knocking out that first game, which was a brutal game, but... Having him in as a second start, you're going to see an improvement. I think he eclipsed 12 points. I think that's pretty low, even against this tough matchup. Right now, with the up and up on Dalvin Cook, I feel like Phil has a top two running back tandem in the league with Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley has got a good matchup against Baltimore. Baltimore, a little shaky on defense. They've had some injuries. can see him uh, ready to produce. He's just rolling Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, wide receiver for the Bills running out against KC. What a fun game that would be. Too bad that's not a... Uh, a night game like I was talking about earlier, but you just said it and forget it with those two wide receivers. Gabe Davis obviously showed uh, healthy Gabe Davis what he can do. He um, he only had two, three catches last week, but they were big uh, home runs, 70, 80 yards apiece. I don't, you can't imagine he's going to have that same production, but still after that last week, you're confident putting him in. Ramondre Stevenson. Damian Harris is out for, seems like a foreseeable future for a while, so. He, Ramondre Stevens, is going to get the run. You do worry with, with the Patriots running back in the years past that even when we would believe that it is a clear backfield, they always have guys that they can cycle in. But right now, Ramondre Stevenson seems to be the bell cow. Cleveland's, Cleveland just got diced up a little bit by Austin Eckler. I don't compare the stats. I feel like Ramondre Stevenson is more of your quote-unquote running back than Austin Eckler, but I see Ramondre Stevenson um, as long as Damian Harris is out of the backfield, Ramon J. Stevenson's got to be a top top 20 option for the rest of the year. So good on Phil to hold on to him. Jake is not here today. This is just me doing the analysis. So 
I'm going to take the matchup, and I'm going to take Gosa Forte. I worry about Kenny Pickett. I worry about his production, but I feel that I feel like just in that KC game alone, there's going to be plenty of offense to go around. I think Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs will be top options. Uh, you can plug in Stephon Diggs as the number one wide receiver. Gabe Davis is going to scratch around that top 20, I think, this week. Reminder, Stevenson is going to be one of the top running backs. I think uh, I think he'll he'll make up the difference. Tyler Higby proves to be one of the most highly targeted tight ends. I love I love Phil's team, and I'm going to take them. we got the match of the week. The cat claws up, number one team in all of the land. First, the Notorious, number two team in the league. Very surprised. Very surprised. But he's still a number two team. This is the first matchup uh, that we've had exact even projection totals. It's a pick em. No, I didn't notice that. It's been shifting because I think at one point I was up by like 0.6, but um, mm. I think we're settling in on what it seems to be the matchup of the week. Keenan Allen's healthy on Notorious. He finally gets him back. I just got to watch out for that Allen and Eckler blow-up game. You think, uh, given their matchups, is that something that might uh, repeat this week? Yeah, I don't know if Keenan's going to play. He's he's questionable, and he has practiced in a limited fashion the entire week, so I would still watch out for that. I do think there's a chance that he rests one more week. I think they have a bye week after this one. Um, let's double-check that. Now they play Seattle, and then they have a bye. But... Yeah, I don't think Keenan play. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure if Keenan's gonna play. Eckler, I think, is gonna still have his 15 points. Um, I think it. I mean, I think uh, Trey. It comes down on Trey's team. If is Josh Allen gonna hit his projections? Because every week Josh Allen's gonna have 25 or over projected, which is a crazy number. But it seems that he hits that quite often. So I, I think this is a really interesting matchup between the both of you because, you know, he. I will say Trey's kind of leaned on Josh Jacobs the last couple of weeks and, and Josh Jacobs has been awesome. Um, but you have a couple of players out as well. And uh, this is just, it's a very interesting matchup across the board. Yeah. I, um, I guess we can just jump between both teams. Uh, I worry about Michael Pittman, obviously that Indiana, uh, Colts offense Uh-oh. has been horrible. Matt Ryan has been second guessing. I'm cutting in and out. I, yeah. He went in and out. Yeah. After I spoke, I didn't hear anything okay. for like three seconds. All right, well, we can just cut the it right there, again. and then we can just pick it back up. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, we'll we just pick it back at... up after I say this is a this okay. is a really interesting matchup, and then you can go right. You can just okay, whatever. Cool. After whatever you said after that, you can just say it again. Okay, cool. Very interesting matchup. Yeah, I'm just worried about Michael Pittman and that Colts offense. Uh, Michael Pittman was a guy that I drafted. Mm-hmm. I was super high on that. I thought set it, forget it, wide receiver. Um, he's been good. He's been decent when he's healthy and he's playing. He's been the focal point of the offense. He's a target hog, but I need touchdowns out of him. I need touchdowns out of that offense. And uh, going against Jacksonville, who have been a pretty decent, respectable defense, I mm-hmm. hope rubber beats the road and Michael Pippen can get back in the end zone. I'm running out Brees Hall this week. Because yeah, you have two new new starters on the squad this week. Well, I'm I'm kind of hit kind of hit hard in the wide receiver room with Devontae Adams and Brandon Cooks being on bye. True. Uh, True. I've held on to Adam Thielen. There's been plenty of times. I feel like every week I've kind of flirted with the idea of like, hey, I like this guy in waiver wire. Um, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen seems like that drop candidate. But I we talked about a little little bit, I believe, with Justin Jefferson's matchup this week. Uh, against Miami Adam Thielen has been he's been involved he's nothing special I feel like I can I, I out of him this week I'm just looking to maybe hit that projection maybe 9 10 just kind of be a steady force which isn't really sexy but when you get into bye weeks you need projections you need to hit um, you need mm-hmm. guys that that can fill that roster spot for that one week so I'm a little scared about my wide receiver room but I feel like with my running backs Chubb Brees Hall Devin Singletary that will be sufficient enough, and I have to keep Najee Harris on the bench. I cannot trust him. Yeah. I cannot trust him in this matchup. First-round pick already on the bench. That's got to be a first, I feel like, this year. Um, but do you blame me? That... Do you blame me, honestly? No, no, probably not. Um, I would I would probably, you know, perhaps start him over Devin Singletary. I know, I know you like Devin because I think he, he gets the majority of the, of the carries, and he gets, you know, a lot of catches. But Najee is still that number one there. They are playing a tough defense in the Buccaneers, but I, I still think that Najee 
if they were to get down the field, we saw last week that like, sure, Kenny Pickett, you know, didn't play great, but he still threw for 300 yards. So perhaps he's able to get down the field a little bit more and they use Najee inside the five. I think, uh, but I, but I definitely see your, your rationale behind that. I think one player that you did just pick up um, that, you know, I'm a fan of, I have him a couple of my leagues as kind of like a, a lower wide receiver, but I do like Isaiah McKenzie. Josh Allen does throw the ball to his slot receiver quite a bit. Um, and I do think that's going to be a shootout. So I, I would possibly start McKenzie over Adam Thielen uh, just because it, it, the game is in Miami. I'm not sure what the weather is like, but we saw, uh, we saw how just crazy hot it was in that Bills game and guys falling all over the place as far as, you know, not being able to, to keep up with their stamina. But I don't know. I think that's a tough, that's a tough call. Um, I will say, I feel like they, they just plug in all these different wide receivers and they just have good games. Uh, they drafted someone. Yeah, Shakur, Khalil I believe. Shakur, yeah. yeah. From, I think he's from Boise State. He's had a good couple weeks. Uh, Jake Kumaro, uh, they, he's had a, a decent couple weeks. So, yeah, I, I could see, since Thielen is legit number two option, um, that might be the better option, but yeah, I, I, it's a very interesting lineup you have only because the buys do play a factor and you're sitting your number one, uh, pick. So, you know, if you were to tell me week, you know, week six, you're starting Reese Hall, Adam Thielen, David and Joku and Devin Singletary, I'd be like, oh man, your team has to be one and four instead of four and one. Yeah. And I, and I like, this is, this is the example of why I draft the way that I do. In terms of, I know, I know David Njoku. I picked up Adam Thielen. I believe I did draft, but that's why I go draft heavy, um, making sure I lock up these wide receiver running backs uh, situations because injuries or poor play. I feel confident, even with these the the jumble and a lot of my buys week. I feel confident with my lineup. Weird names, mm-hmm. interesting decisions. I feel confident, and we go back to Trey's team. When I'm looking at my running backs, I'm matching up my running backs against his running backs. I do like my advantage over Tony Pollard mm-hmm. this week in that Philadelphia matchup. Sure. Yeah, I think Philly's defense is legit. Uh, we've kind of touched on that throughout the course of the season. Tony P is, is kind of a hit and miss regarding whether he has a big play or not. But like we just said, still Cooper Rush as the quarterback. Perhaps they they try to shut down the run game in general and they uh, you know they make Cooper Rush throw. That's going to be a really fun game to watch too. I feel like both really good defenses. Um, as you say that you know you have the edge in running back. I think Trey definitely has the edge in wide receivers. But I will say if Keenan doesn't play, I think this gets interesting for Trey because then he has to start someone like a Russell Gage, and I don't think that's it. I think you're going to have to like you know perhaps drop someone. For, I mean, I, he no, does have I, an empty bench spot. No, so I, I think, think pick if up. I was him, if I was him, if you can confirm Kyle Pitts is healthy, you move Godwin into that wide receiver spot and he plays. Yeah, Kyle so Pitts. you're just saying that because you you playing him and you want Kyle Pitts to throw up two point three points. No, I'm an honest, him. I'm an honest podcaster, I'm an honest host, and that's what I would do in his position. Yeah, I I wouldn't play Kyle Pitts until he shows me he can score more than ten points in like back to back weeks. All right. Anything uh, else you want to touch on with these with these with this matchup? No, I, I think this, like I said, it's gonna be an interesting matchup. I think let's see, you might have to go into Monday night having to sweat it out a little bit. You do have the leg of Brandon McManus to, you know, perhaps carry you. I feel like he always hits bombs in SoFi. So um I am going to be taking Trey, though, this week. Um what a fucking only idiot. because <laughs> only because I, I, I don't know if I can trust four of your players, the Pittman, Thielen, Joku, and Singletary. I am kinda sketchy about those four. And I think I think the other players on your team, especially the the actual active players, do have a good game. Um but yeah, I I am gonna take Trey only only because Josh Allen and Austin Eckler I feel like you know could honestly carry his whole entire squad the way that they've been going. Yeah, I feel like with Nujoku, where I feel like he can be very boomer bust. I'm I'm kind of interested to see how that matchup shapes That's out with Cleveland first uh, New England very, because yeah. even though New England is a shell of itself, it's not like the Tom Brady days, but. 
Bill Belichick in terms of like uh, as a coach and scheming against opposing quarterbacks, that's still legit mm-hmm. and that's still real. So it'd be interesting to see how he attacks Cleveland's offense, either taking away the run or what I believe taking away uh, Brissett's favorite weapon, either Cooper or Najoku. So if he leans heavy on maybe taking out the run, maybe that opens it up for Najoku. I feel like I don't know what I'm going to get out of him. I feel like I'm either going to get a dud game out yeah. of him or he's going to blow up. He's going to have like mm. multiple touchdowns. So I'm going to, I'm like I said, I mean, I mentioned in your comment when you picked Trace team, I'm going to take my team here. I, I'm going to pray that this is the game that gets fantasy owners super excited for next week when DeAndre Hopkins comes back into the fold. I feel like this is the game that Kyrie, uh, Kyler shows out and, I compete with Josh Allen in terms of points four. And I feel like okay. if I can compete with Josh Allen in points four, whatever inefficiencies I have in terms of my backups that are playing this week and the if you decisions, I feel like I can keep pace with his line. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Kyler definitely should have a way better game this week than he's had all year. Not that he's been like terrible this year. He has definitely those second halves are huge for him um, for fantasy purposes. But I think this is a game that overall he has has a good week. Um, but I, I just I can see that Buffalo Kansas City game being very similar to last year's playoff game, where it's just back and forth, high scoring, uh, just Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs hooking up multiple times and he just hitting, you know, 30, 40, 50 yard bombs. So we'll see. Um, I will say I will take. I'm gonna have this one caveat: if Keenan does not play, I will take your team. If Keenan does play, what was that crap? No, pick something. Well, I don't know if Keenan's playing. No, that doesn't this, count. This you, have to make it, you have to make it a definitive statement right now. Mm, fine, I'll take Trey's team. Jake is taking Trey. Blake is taking Blake. Here we go. Sooner or later, I got to start uh, tailing you on some of your picks here, Jake, because Baki Betts looked pretty good again this week. Yeah, I didn't have a great 10 o'clock game. That was the first bet of the, the day. Um, Texans, Jags, Trevor Lawrence, and that whole entire Jags team, they, they drove down the field multiple times. I think they outgained them in yards by 100, 150. So I took Jags minus seven. I believe I said, uh, and uh, I did the KISS acronym, which is keep it simple, stupid. The only stupid person was me. And the only stupid person was also Trevor Lawrence with his performance. Bruh. The second matchup that I had, I had uh, a one o'clock game. Whew, that first half, I think it was the the first play of the game or the first drive of the game. It resulted in a touchdown. Uh, they scored like 26 points in the first half. I had the Cowboys Rams under, I believe it was like 42 and a half. Just did not look good whatsoever. I uh, ended up going to see a movie. Didn't want to watch any more football for the day. Looked at my phone after the game. Only six points scored the rest of the game. And that under hit with ease from 22 to 10. So 32 points scored, hitting that under with ease. The third one, my last pick of the day. Divisional games are always close. I felt like Bengals-Ravens was going to come down to the wire, which I hit that exactly. Justin Tucker and that beautiful leg of his. I'm hitting a field goal, but it did not matter because I took Bengals plus three and a half. Bengals only ended up losing by two. So cash another one. And then we will go to two and one on last week. Blake, do you have my updated uh my updated uh record? We should have talked about this before. Let me look at my notes. <laughs> um No, I don't, Jake. Yikes. I, I will add that in post. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll add it in post. Uh, we'll say you're up. We'll give you that. No, I, I don't think I am. I, I mean, I'll, let me try to like go back in time here. I know I was three and oh, and then I was one and two, I believe. And then I was, oh, wait, I think I actually have three, it. And then I was, uh, two and one. So am I even? I, I have on here your four and six. As of last before this week. Yes. So you are. This is an absolute disaster of Bucky's bets, by the way. This is just all over the place. Uh, it's okay. So I'm five and. Oh, you're six and seven. Six and seven. Okay. So a little bit under 500. 
Um, we'll try to get back into the winning side of things this week. I got three plays, starting with the Vikings-Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins are playing a third-string quarterback in Skylar Thompson. Not a fan of his. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to take the Vikings minus three with Kirk Cousins. But I watched what the Jets did last week to uh, this Miami defense. I was kind of impressed by it. Um, they used Brees Hall a lot. And I can see that with someone like Dalvin Cook, who can re- still receive the ball out of the backfield. Uh, Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson, has Adam Thielen, has that offense. Their defense is okay. I don't think it's anything like it used to be regarding some of those, you know, good corners, those linebackers that used to fly around. They still have some good players, but I, I, don't, I just can't trust someone like a Skylar Thompson. Um, it might be close. This might be coming down to, you know, the Dolphins driving on the final play of the game, down six, down seven points. But I'll take the Vikings minus three. My second pick is going to be Baltimore at the Giants. I think the Giants are a sneaky good team. And I know they're four and one, so you're like, oh, of course they're a sneaky good team. But some of these games, they have been playing kind of, you know, mediocre opponents. But their front seven is legit. They beat the Packers last week in London. Um, So coming back might have a little bit of an effect. But the Ravens, I don't like. I know they won last week, but they play tight games and they lose leads. Um, Daniel Jones, I will say, does not have a ton of weapons. But I do think someone like Saquon um, can be used effectively. And the Baltimore Ravens on the road are getting five and a half points. Um, They're favored by five and a half. So give me the Giants plus five and a half at home. And my third pick of the week is going to be in Seattle with the Cardinals at the Seahawks. Now, you might say, oh, I mean, they're on the road, they're favored. But Arizona has been, and they're playing the Seahawks, but Arizona has gone on the road twice this year. They've gotten both of their victories on the road. Seattle, I'm not a fan. I know that they have been looking good with some of their offense. I think Arizona, this is the week where they put a beat down on a team. I think they beat Seattle by more than two and a half easily. Um, and I think that Kyler had a turnaround game. We talked about Dino Benjamin on Phillips' team. I'll take Blake's word for it that he's been looking good. Um, but I will take the Arizona Cardinals, and I think their defense will hold up a little bit against the Seahawks. Um, I know it's a tough place to play because Seattle has such a great fan base. But give me the Cardinals minus two and a half on the road. Those three picks, we have the Vikings minus three, the Giants plus five and a half, and the Cardinals minus two and a half. 